0: Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College ministry at the Point College. Let's jump to the message.
1: All right, so happy Wednesday. Very happy to see all you guys out here tonight. And I'm super excited to share this message that God's put on my heart. And uh, even though Madison's not here right now, can we just take a moment to think about how blessed we are to have such an amazing youth pastor like Pastor Madison? I mean, she just is such a great person. Yeah. So I have known Pastor Madison. My whole life. Uh, She grew up in Clarksville, I grew up in Clarksville. And growing up, I was over at the Bloker's house quite a bit uh, because I was best friends with one of her younger sisters, and now I'm best friends with both of her younger sisters. Hey, (laughs) Maul. And uh, I was lucky enough to get to watch her play sports with both of my older sisters, and I was um, there when she won Miss Clarksville, and I was actually over at the Bloker's house. One night, uh, homecoming year, we got a picture. (laughs) So Pastor Madison has not grown much since then, but I think I've grown probably like a good foot and a half. But anyways, Pastor Madison has always uh, played a huge role in my life. She's played a huge role in my faith journey. And I remember going to her book signing at Pizza Ranch, and I heard about how she journaled to the Lord every single day. And that inspired me so much. So I started journaling, and now I have journals from all my middle school years, all my high school years, up to this day. And it's just amazing to see the influence that she has on everybody. So when I look back at the journaling that I did all throughout middle school and high school, you can see when my faith was strong and when my faith was weak. So when my faith was strong, I was journaling to God. I was spending time with him, and that's when I was seeing him work in my life, and I could see his presence but when I didn't see his presence, and when I didn't really feel him in my life, I turned away from him, and doubt started to come in, and I was allowing the enemy to win in my life. I would start hanging out with people who cursed a lot, who gossiped, and who just led me farther away from, from God, and I, I just would start acting the way that they did. And it was just, I could feel myself, like, falling away, and I would get convicted, so I'd come back to God, and I'd start this cycle over. And this cycle went on for five years of my life. And you can see that in those journals. And just looking back, it's just like crazy. But uh, that all changed in October of 2021 when Molly and Maya invited me to youth on a random Wednesday. And at the time, I worked a job that went from 5 to 8, and I had to work that night. But I wanted to come so bad to youth that I literally drove 15 minutes to work, Worked 15 minutes and then drove 15 minutes back home just so I could come to youth. And that night, the Holy Spirit was stirred up inside me. And, you know, that never happened really before. And so I continued to go to youth every Wednesday that I could. And eventually I started coming to Sundays. And that was a huge step in my faith because I was going to a a church back home in Clarksville. And, uh, you know, I was comfortable there because I'd grown up there. But I just felt God calling me to Crosspoint, but I was so scared to come because I knew nobody. And it can be scary to step out of your comfort zone and start to learn new people, but I'm so glad that I did that. And if this is anybody's first time tonight, I just encourage you to keep coming. You will eventually learn faces and names, and these people will become some of the most important people in your life. So then Fall Conference came, and that's where God completely changed my life. And that's where I completely surrendered my life to Jesus, and I never turned back after that. A month later, Molly, Mai, and I started a Bible study called All for Jesus. And you can actually follow our Instagram. Pretty soon we'll be having another uh, Bible study coming out over the Gospel of John. And then in 2022, March, we all got baptized by Pastor Madison, which was absolutely amazing. As the end of the school year was quickly approaching, And graduation was just around the corner. I felt sad because I knew that my time here at youth was about to be done. And I didn't want it to be. I wasn't quite ready to leave these doors because God had used this ministry to completely change my life. And so I was praying praying to God about this, and I remember. And the next thing I remember is I'm talking to Pastor Madison about becoming a youth leader. And seeing that transition from being a youth student to becoming a youth leader has been so amazing. And, you know, I would come every Wednesday as a youth student to receive the message of God that he'd put on anyone's hearts and receive the love that the reflector, the leaders reflected. And now as a youth leader, I get to come here every Wednesday and show the love of God to you guys. Notice how I said I get to come here. I don't have to come here. I look forward to Wednesday Wednesday nights every single week because I love seeing how God is moving through this ministry and through each and every single one of you here. Speaking of seeing how God is working through you guys, I would like to invite Eve Jordan to the stage. And while she's making her way up here, I'd like to tell you guys a little bit about her. So she's also from Clarksville, and I got the chance to get to know Eve a couple summers ago as I helped her with her pitching for softball. And then last year, I was her mentor as I was in high school. And our conversations went from talking about softball to talking about Jesus. I mean, how amazing is that? The next thing I knew, Eve started coming here and she's been on fire for God ever since. So she's going to share a little bit of what God's put on her heart. So please just welcome her. Hi, however, how is
0: everybody doing? So my journey with Christ has just been through the couple, the last couple of years, and it just started with me coming here. And I just realized that I'm not coming here because of my friends. I'm coming here to worship God, and I've just seen how He's changed people through tacos and testimonies. I just saw how that He doesn't just do things in the Bible; He's doing them right now, in, right now, in this church, right now. And that if we don't open our eyes, we could miss a really good moment. And so if you're here tonight and you're thinking, well, why am I here? Just know that God put you in here for a reason, because it's not a mistake that you're here. And it's not a mistake that you were born, because God made you, and God does not make mistakes. And so later this year, I just recently felt like I was drifting away. And so I just prayed about it, and I just prayed that God would give me signs if he wanted me to get baptized. And one night, I was going to tell Pastor Madison I wanted to get baptized. But then I just, but then the devil was in my head. He said, I needed another sign. I wanted to get baptized so bad, but the devil was corrupting me, thinking that, no, it's not going to happen. But then I realized that, no, it needs to happen. So I got baptized, and the two, three weeks leading before my baptized, I felt amazing. I hadn't even gotten baptized yet. But I could just feel that God was going to use me in so many different ways. And I got baptized on January 1st, 2023 at 830 in the morning. So, and it just felt amazing. My whole family was there and it was just awesome. And then I started drifting away. I had, I felt like I was at this high point and I didn't know what I was doing wrong. So I felt like I needed to take another step. I needed to invite more friends to youth. I needed to do these things and so then I decided to sign up for fine arts this year and I decided that I was going to share my testimony and I just want you to know that if you feel like you need to do something just do it don't think about it because if you think about it the devil will get into your head and God is there to help you In life skills we're reading out of this seven habits book and it says this story you walk down this sidewalk and you fall into this hole and you (sighs) You know you're in there, and it takes forever to get out. You walk down the same sidewalk, and you see that hole, but you still fall into it. And then you decide to walk down this different sidewalk next time. That's your choice whether you walk down that next sidewalk, because if you don't, you're just going to keep falling into the devil's trap. Thank you.
1: It's just amazing to see the way that God is moving in her life, and how she's responding to his call, and uh, just very proud of you, Eve. So the message that God put on my heart uh, came to me in a situation that I did not expect it. So last Wednesday, Pastor Madison asked if I wanted to give the message. I was like, yeah, but then I was like kind of internally freaking out. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, and I don't want to mess this up. Um, So I prayed about it on my way home from youth. I prayed about it when I got home before I went to bed. I prayed about it in the morning. I prayed about it so many times throughout the day on Thursday. And I was expecting God to show me what he wanted me to talk about while I was in prayer with him, while I was worshiping to him through music, while I was just being silent in his presence. But this time he was like, actually, I'm going to switch it up on you. Like, I'm going to show it to you in a way I've never shown you before. So for those of you who don't know, I'm an assistant basketball coach for Clarksville at Uh, Well, at Clarksville for the high school girls team. And uh, last week they had their first round of regional basketball games. And before the game, the whole team and the coaches, they meet in the locker room. We go over the game plan. And uh, before the game this time, though, our head coach, uh, Coach Timmermans, also known as T, he talked about a paradigm. And a paradigm is a perspective or a set of ideas. In past games, we as a coaching staff recognized that the girls just like, weren't showing confidence, and we could not understand why, because we've seen them do these things in practice. We found out it was because they lacked confidence within them, within themselves, and that they just didn't believe that they could do it, and this became their paradigm or view of themselves. So before the game, to get this thought out of their head, T went around the room to each and every single one of the girls, and he told them that Like, he's seen them do this before. They've put in so much hard work in the off-season, during the season, in practices on these skills that, like, he knew they could do. And he said he believed in them because he's seen them do it before. My mind automatically started turning. And right there in that locker room, the Lord told me what I was going to talk about. You see, some of what T was telling those girls relates to our faith. We believe in Jesus because we have seen or we have heard the things that he's done in others' lives and we've seen him do it in our own but we have another part of our faith which is like seeing or believing when we can't see and that's the part where people struggle me included going back to my journaling through middle school and high school you can see that my belief was purely based on when I felt him and saw him moving in my life I was a lot like Thomas to Thomas who refused to believe that Jesus came back to life after being crucified in John 20:25 20, it says so the disciples told him we have seen the lord but he thomas said to them unless i see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side i will not believe thomas would not believe in jesus's resurrection until he saw jesus with his own eyes this is when thomas got the nickname of doubting thomas then verse 26 goes on to say A week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Before we get further into this message, I want to just take the few, next few moments to pray. Father, thank you for tonight. We are just so grateful that we get to come together in such a beautiful place and experience you. We invite your presence into this place, and we just ask that you give us the heart and the mind to understand what you're trying to teach us within these next few moments. Lord, I pray that I can just step out of the way tonight and just let your words come through me for your glory. I pray that you move in these youth students' hearts tonight, God, and we pray this in your name. Amen. So that last line was not only meant for Thomas, but it was meant for all of us as well. Let me say it again. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Thomas was blessed to see Jesus with his own eyes, but there were others that had not seen Jesus, but they still believed in his resurrection. Those people relied on their eyes of faith, instead of their eyes that were in their head, like Thomas did. The result of them relying on their eyes of faith was joy. Peter sums it up very well in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8-9. through 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. After his ascension into heaven... Jesus is seen through the testimony of his apostles and prophets, which is recorded throughout the Bible. This kind of seeing is what allows us to walk by faith and not by sight. Inexpressible joy comes not from seeing Jesus right now, but believing in him right now. When we walk by faith and not by sight, it results in eternal life, and that is when we will actually get to see Jesus and we'll get to be with him forever. In the Gospel of John, John states that Jesus performed many miracles, but he only recorded seven of them. And there was a purpose for that. John tells us the purpose of this Gospel in chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John recorded these miracles as a testimony so that we may believe, even though we may not physically see Jesus right now. Let's look at one of these miracles. For those of you who have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to open up to John 11. I won't be reading the full chapter, but I'll be summarizing it so, summarizing it so you can kind of follow along as I go. And within John, we learn that Jesus provides everything that we need. We also learn about the death of Lazarus and Jesus bringing... Lazarus back to life. The first part of this chapter starts off by informing us that Lazarus was sick and his sisters, Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus that he was sick. Jesus did not rush rush to Lazarus because he knew that Lazarus would be brought back to life and this would be because uh, he want, this would be to bring uh, other people to believe and bring glory to God. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were all loved by Jesus, so he was willing to go back to Bethany, the place where he had been previously before. They tried to stone him there, but he was willing to go back. The disciples were concerned as to why Jesus wanted to go back, so Jesus had to explain to them that Lazarus had died and that they needed to go back. Sorry, I just lost my place. (laughs) The disciples were unsure whether it was sensible To risk getting killed to go see a man that was already dead. But they knew the power that Jesus held, so they were faithful and they were loyal and they followed him. I feel like there's somebody in here tonight that is struggling with fear and doubt and isn't sure what steps to take next. We learn here that even the disciples that followed Jesus doubted him. I mean, these people had seen him perform so many miracles and they were with him everywhere that he went, but they still questioned what he was doing. As Christians, we have to believe and be faithful to Jesus, even when we have doubts. When Jesus arrived in Bethany, Martha ran out to to meet him, and in verse 21, we hear what Martha says to Jesus. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Martha is sad about the loss of her brother, and she's crying out to Jesus, But it's clear that even in this bad situation, she is still willing to put her trust in Jesus. Can we say the same? When everything seems to be falling apart and when just nothing's going right, do we turn to Jesus and and trust him or do we point a finger at him and turn away? Martha affirms that she believes Jesus after he tells her that he's the only one who can give eternal life to those who believe. When Jesus meets with Martha's sister Mary after next that's what happens happens next sorry after meeting with her Jesus sees Mary weeping over the loss of her brother here is where we learn a lot about the deep compassion of Jesus verse 35 says Jesus wept Jesus knew that he would restore Lazarus to physical life but he still still wept with sorrow and pain because he saw that Mary was hurting I feel like there's someone in here tonight that feels if as if Jesus doesn't see them or care about them because they don't feel him or see him working in their lives. This verse shows you right here that Jesus does care about you and he loves you and he sees you. When you are hurting, he is hurting. Now we get to the part where Jesus raises Lazarus from death to life. Verse thirty-nine says, Take away the stone, he said. After Martha doubts what Jesus is doing, he tells her that she must believe to see the glory of God. Then the stone is rolled away, and Jesus publicly thanks God for what he's done, and he praises him. He says, Jesus, Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. The purpose of this miracle was so that more people would come to believe in Jesus Therefore, receiving eternal life. The power and authority of Jesus' words are shown in verse 34 and 35. 43 and 44, sorry. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. If this verse doesn't move you, I don't know what will. I mean, a man that was once dead is now physically walking. He's breathing. He's breathing. All because Jesus told him to. Jesus' words have power. To the person in here tonight that thinks they are too far gone for Jesus to work in their lives, I am telling you that Jesus can do the same thing for you that he did for Lazarus. He can deliver you out of that grave that you're living in. All you have to do is believe and you will receive eternal life and everlasting joy. We learn a lot from this miracle that Jesus performed. It teaches us a lot about our faith. It teaches us that as Christians, we will struggle with fear, doubt, feeling like we're not enough, etc. When you're feeling this way, there are two different choices that you can make. You can either cling to Jesus and believe that he will get you through it, or you can allow the enemy to win and take the easy path of turning away from Jesus. A life that is lived for Christ is not easy. It's going to be hard. But... The reward of eternal life, that's worth it. When you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling like God's not moving in your life, open the word. Read the testimonies of Jesus that the apostles wrote so that we may believe. Follow the example that David shows us in Psalm 77, where we hear about David being honest about his faith and what he was struggling with. The first few verses show us that David was crying out to God. David doesn't feel God at all. He feels rejected, and he feels like God's love and compassion has vanished. Still through this, David chooses to remember that the things that God has done before. Verse 11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. We need to follow this example by remembering the things that God has done before and praising him through the pain. Before we break out into small groups, I encourage you guys to just talk with God and be in his presence with throughout these next uh, worship songs. Be honest with him in your prayer about something you're struggling with or something that you're just waiting for him to answer. Give him praise for how good he is, because we have we serve a good God. I would ask you all to stand. Just please join me in prayer. Father, we pray that within these next few minutes, you hear your people with their shouts of praise and their cries for your helping hand. Lord, help us through those times when our faith gets a little shaky. Jesus, help us follow the example of David and to praise you even through the pain. We pray that you deliver us from those seasons and that you use those seasons to help us grow in our faith. We are so thankful that we can see you, Jesus, through the testimonies written in the word and that by believing in you, we receive eternal life. You are worthy of all of our praise, God. Be with us as we go through the rest of our week and help us shine your light on others so that they may come to you as well. We thank you, Jesus, and we love you. Amen.
0: If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.